Hi, this is NFL Network's Patrick Claibon welcoming you to another episode of the 4th and Out podcast. It's the best podcast. Well, yeah, I'll say it. It's the best podcast in the world because you are listening to it right now. It's in your ears and you hear me and I'm telling you it's the best. You could be listening to any podcast in the world, but you're not. You're listening to the 4th and Out because, well... The universe has decided to give you this, this opportunity to hear a fantastic podcast. So continue on the path that life is set you and enjoy the fourth. of the 4th and Out podcast with me, George Evans. Uh, with me again, I've got Liam Whiting. Liam, say hello. Hello. And uh, for the first time on the 4th and Out podcast, we have a guest, a special guest. Um, we've got Olivia from the at UKNY Jets Twitter page. Olivia, how's it going? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. No, thank you for coming on. Um it's a team that I'm really interested uh, in, the Jets, obviously. Um, one of the more interesting teams within the AFC and within the whole NFL, really. Uh, so it'll be good to chat to you. Um, this episode, we'll be going through the latest news, as usual, and uh, then talking about the AFC East. We've also got a guest that Liam will be talking to, talking about the Buffalo Bills. So, um, Liam, I'm hoping for good things from that interview because I've not actually heard it, which is worrying. Well, when do I disappoint you? You know, I've known you for seven years and the amount of time is countless, countless. But we won't go into that on this podcast. <laughs> we'll <laughs> just get a bit to the good quality stuff, <laughs> shall we? Because, yeah, nobody wants to listen to that. Uh, so, yeah, as usual, we'll um, start off with the news this week. And um, the big thing that's happened uh, around the NFL is JJ Watt leaving the Houston Texans for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, he signed a two-year deal worth... 31 million dollars um for me it was a bit of a weird move a bit of a sideways move in a way um he said he wanted to go to a super bowl team but in my eyes you know the cardinals aren't really a super bowl team at the moment yeah it forms a you know an interesting pass uh, pass rush with Chandler jones but um olivia what are your thoughts on on the move um i agree with you i when it came out i was very shocked um you know if I had to guess and I think if uh, any NFL fan had to guess I think the teams in the running would have been Green Bay um yeah. I fully expected he would have went there yeah. um Buffalo Bills was getting talked about um I thought that would have been um a very nice spot for him um they are contenders so are the Packers um mm-hmm. possibly the Browns there in the conversation so when yeah. it came out that he was going to the Cardinals I was I was very surprised I think they are a good team the um up and coming but I think will they get to the Super Bowl in the next two years I would struggle to say yes um you know I don't think they are contenders right now they could surprise us but yeah I was surprised as well I agree with you on that one yeah, definitely. It's, um, I think they've got a lot of what they need. I mean, they've got a, a franchise quarterback. They've got a superstar receiver. Um, they've got a, a good defense, but not a, a Super Bowl winning defense. 
Um, and for me, they don't really have the running game to be contenders, especially in a really difficult NFC West division, which is probably the toughest in football. Uh, Liam, what are your thoughts? He's picked money over winning a ring, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's my that's thoughts. Definitely. Well, I was, I've been looking this up before the podcast, and apparently his career earnings have been over $100 million. So, as Olivia said, I thought, as we said last week, he would have been gone someone like the Packers. It kills me to say it, or the Bills, but, yeah, yeah, he's gone for money. So, yeah, so it's up to him, really. He's just got to put up with it now, hasn't he? It's a shame, but... It is a shame, because I don't want to have a go at JJ Watt, because he's done so many good things. I know, and he's such a good person. And he's such a good person. For me, the ideal spot would have been the Browns. I'd have just loved yeah. to have seen him. All the, bills, yeah. all, the, all the bills, yeah. Um, yeah. But I've always liked the underdogs, always liked the Browns. Um, at least he didn't go to the Packers, though. It could have been worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would have killed us in our division. Blind. I try and be diplomatic on this yeah. podcast, but the odd dig, I've just got to, just got to say it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with the Vikings offensive line, that really would have been an absolute disaster mm. to have uh, <laughs> him and Khalil Mack and other people in the same division. Yeah. But um, obviously, he's, he's now with Chandler Jones and... Um, that is quite the formidable pass rush. You know, now he's there. What would you say is, you know, the place that the Cardinals want to be? Are they now looking at being Super Bowl contenders? What would be a good season for the Cardinals next year, Olivia? Um, I think definitely playoffs. Um, I think that'll be minimum expectations. Um, but equally, I think you touched on it, um, that the NFC West for me is the most competitive right now. Um, the LA ran, you know, massive upgrade with Matthew Stafford. Um, you know, in the uh, Jets WhatsApp group we have, we're all mass- massive mass- uh, Matthew Stafford fans. So I think that was a fantastic upgrade. You know, the Seahawks are always going to be in the mix, especially if they've got if they keep Russell Wilson. You know, that's a bit uh, questionable right now. Yep. Um, you know, in the 49ers, um, there is questions about the quarterback again, but you know, the team they've got they can still be competitive and you know to make the playoffs in that division it's going to be it's going to be hard but yeah I think that's what the Cardinals have to get that this season if uh, you know anything less than that um I think it'll be considered a failure what they do in the playoffs is a different question but playoffs absolute minimum for me now I agree yeah definitely I think if they can get a playoff win then they, they've probably done really well um mm. Touching on the Russell Wilson thing, he must be, you know, gutted that JJ Watt is now in that because he's got to deal with Watt, Jones, um, Aaron oh, Donald, Nick Bosa. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what more reason to come to Chicago does that man need? It's You're not right. <laughs> Stop pitching this now. It's not going to happen. Well, uh, let no. me just point out, I'm not the only one pitching this. You know, this is this is all over Twitter, mate. You know. Just because I photoshopped my head next to Russell Wilson's body in one picture doesn't mean that I'm pitching it. That needs to be our show image. (laughs) (laughs) It is good, isn't it? um, Yeah, uh, Liam, what's a good season for the Cardinals? I'd agree with Olivia. It's got to be playoffs and then you just hope you sort of get a win or you try and sort of be competitive. Um, Yeah, I, I I don't really know what else they could do really with the team they've got. Yeah, I think you just hope for that for now. Do you reckon that um, Hopkins had any part in, you know, getting JJ Watt there? He might. You see, I hadn't thought about that till now, but he might well have done. Yeah, that's a good shout. I think. Yeah, them, I think there must have been something there. I mean, because you know those two were very close to the Texans, and the only thing they're missing now is a Deshaun Watson um, figure, which uh, we will get onto <laughs> later. As a Jets fan, you might be. Uh, 
very excited yes. about a possible Deshaun Watson trade. Yeah, it's it's definitely a topic that came that um came up very heavily in the off season for Jets fans. Yeah, it'll be be a very interesting discussion later on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm uh, looking forward to that. Uh, so yeah, in other news, uh, Big Ben was re-signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I guess it wasn't a shock from what was coming out in the news, but to me, really a backward step for the Steelers. Don't really see where they go this season. Um, Liam, what are your thoughts on it? They've got the best of a terrible situation, really, haven't they? They're just dealing with what they've got. Um, I don't know what else they do, really, for now. Yeah, I think they just try and try and have another competitive season again, really, from here. Well, I mean, what can it... Because they're not super... With him, they're not Super Bowl contenders. So what really is an expectation if you're a Steelers fan now? Beat the Ravens? I don't know. <laughs> well, that's it, yeah. <laughs> what do you you're right. Yeah. You know, what that's is right. it? You, is it to beat the Ravens, beat the Browns? Um, it's a strange one. Olivia, what are your thoughts? Um, like you said, it wasn't a surprise. I think it would be more of a surprise if they let him go. Um... I think the very good start to the season probably played um, last season uh, probably played a big part in um, choosing to resign him. Um, whether that was a false position or not, you know, it's a debate for another day. But um, like you said, what what is the aim for the Steelers? You know, that division next season will again be very competitive. With you know, you've got three very good young quarterbacks who, you know, I would say right now are, be- are better than um, Ben. So I yeah. don't know what they're planning, whether it's a tanking season. Um, I, I say that with a great he- hesitation. But yeah. um, I don't know. I just think they're going to try and hope to get a playoff spot and then wing it from there. I don't see no real plan. But yeah. um, I think now. I think you're spot on. I think that quarterback room is actually really interesting. It'll be um, a really interesting training camp, as we mentioned last week, because uh, you don't really know what Dwayne Haskins has mm. got because he's never really, he's not shown anything at all. And Mason Rudolph, the one game he played last season, I actually thought he was quite good against the Cleveland Browns. So a really interesting um, quarterback room. And another really good division, probably the second toughest division um, in football, especially if you're a Bengals fan. God. They um those those poor fans that have to deal with that is quite horrendous. They've got Joe Burrow, so mm. swings and roundabouts, isn't it? They've they? got Joe Burrow, yeah. but literally nothing else. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is um it's a bit of a strange one. So uh, yeah, Liam, a topic I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, Carl Rudolph this week left the Vikings after ten years, I think, or something. Um, with your team, I thought it was a good tight end actually for the ten years that he was there. Um, what are your thoughts? Devastated. But it's football. It's a business decision. You've got to move on. He was absolutely outstanding for us. And he's one of, I've been saying to my Vikings friends, like he's one of the best Titans we've ever had. He's up there. But he's, his wage is too much and he's on the decline. So we've got Irv Smith now. So you've got to go with better players available. But I don't know if, I don't know if anyone saw, but he wrote a really nice letter. It's worth reading mm. on Twitter to the local Minnesota community, like what a guy. He's like JJ Watt, like he's that sort of regarded in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Guy. Do you not know, do you not think it was worth maybe even if he was asking for a one year deal, just keeping him around because he's perfect to learn from. Carl I Rudolph. Agree, I agree, but we don't have the cap room. That is true. Your cap. If room, we yeah. if we had the cap room, a hundred percent, but we don't have the cap, so we've got to try and save where we can. 
we need to try and build on defence. So, yeah, just cut where you can. It's such a shame, but it's just, I understand it. It is, it is, it is a shame because it is the way that football works. For me, it feels like unless you're one of the, I don't know, two or three elite tight ends, then getting money uh, at a team really is quite difficult. Unless you're Travis Kelsey, uh, George Kittle, Gronk or, you know, Darren Waller, you're pretty much just fodder to a team, really. And, you know, you can just be tied off. We had the same thing with J- uh, Jimmy Graham this season. I actually thought he was really good. Um, eight touchdowns for 600, 700 yards. But again, he's, he's going to be tied down to a one-year deal. Um, as a Jets fan, Olivia, I, you haven't really got a tight end that stands out to me or a, really a tight end game. Is he a kind of player that you'd like to see on your team? Um, you know, he's a brilliant player. Um, I do. I really loved him in Minnesota as a player. I think, you know, tight end is a need for the Jets, but we've got much, much bigger needs. Yeah. Um, so I think I don't think he will be one that we look at. And if we do look at tight end, I think he'll be one uh, for a cheaper deal. Um, I think the market for Rudolph is very interesting. I, um, reports have said there are a lot of teams in for him. You know, just personally, some of the teams I think that, w- uh, you know, uh, could go in for him. I think the Eagles, I think if they trade for Ertz, um, that, could be, mm. that could be an interesting combination. Definitely. Um, the Bengals, you know, they, they did start to build up um, a very interesting uh, offensive roster last season. And Joe Burrow, he loved a tight end player at LSU. So I think that could be a possible option. Um, the Bills, you know, he the Bills is going to be very attractive for um, free agents because they are a contender. Yeah. And, you know, it's a place that I think people will be willing to take a pay cut to go to. And they do need a tight end. They publicly said that's a position they want to look at. Um, so I think that will be, uh, you know, a great option for both teams. Um, not necessarily for the AFC East, but and mm. I think uh, the Patriots, I think that's one to look out yeah. for as well. Yeah. You know, yeah, um, to work with... Uh, Bill Belichick, you know, I think that's a very attractive option for him. So I think he'll have um, a lot of teams vying for him. And I think it will be up to him. And hopefully he gets the contract he deserves. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I, th- I think there's some really, really good teams, actually, that I, I haven't really thought about that do do need tight end. I think tight end's such a, um, it's such a weird position. Like, it's so good for a new quarterback to have a, a tight end, because a good tight end, because he's such a perfect escape. You know, on a third, let's say a third and four, you know, Mahomes is always looking at Kelsey or, you know, Garoppolo is always looking at uh, Kittle. So it is, you know, it's such a good option to have. Um, so, yeah, I hope he ends up, you know, in a good place. And um, I'm sure, Liam, that you'll wish him all the best. Yeah, I do. I wish him all the best in the future. Yeah, I definitely do. That's a good point about other teams in times. I've not thought about the Pats or the Eagles or, yeah, so hopefully he'll get what he deserves. No, the Patriots have literally got no tight end game at all. So, uh, yeah, that will be genuinely interesting. Um, another thing to happen this week, um, one of my favourite players in the league and probably one of everyone's favourite players in the league, uh, Alex Smith, has left the Washington football team after two years, two or three years, um, after that nearly life-ending uh, leg injury. It was a shame, really, to see what happened in the last couple of weeks with Alex Smith. It seemed like he was kind of pushed out the door by Washington. Um, 
which is not something you ever want to see for a comeback player of the season. And Paul was quite strange with Ron Rivera there. He always spoke very highly of Alex Smith. Um, hopefully this isn't the end of his career. Um, I still like to see him at a different team. I think he could do a really good job as a backup quarterback to learn from. Um, for me, teams that he'd be really good at would be the, you know, the Jags. I think if you know when Trevor Lawrence inevitably ends up there, he'd be brilliant to learn from. I think the Bears, I'd happily have him as a backup quarterback. And someone to listen to in that, um, you know, quarterback room when Russell Wilson joins. Um, and then, yeah, no, I think he's going to have a few good options. Uh, Liam, what are your thoughts? I think Washington have handled it really badly. I understand it's a business decision, but I think what he's been through, I think he sort of deserved another season. But as we said earlier, it's, it's sports, a business decision. But yeah, I agree with what you said. I think he'll get a backup job. I think any team in the league would have him as a backup, surely. Yeah, definitely. I don't think this should be the end of his career. And you think before he was, you know, at Washington, he had a fantastic career in Kansas City um, where he was, you know, top 10, maybe top 15 quarterback. I thought he was, you know, a genuinely good player. Olivia, what are your thoughts on Alex Smith? Yeah, I think it is quite sad how it ended. You know, it is another reminder that the NFL is a ruthless business. You know, a lot of the times there's no loyalty. Um and it is what it is, but I do agree with you. I think he can and will be a great backup, great mentor. Um, you know, the two teams I have written down are the Bears and Jacksonville. I think yeah. um, Jacksonville would be absolutely ideal. Um, you know, they will get Trevor Lawrence. And if you remember back to his days in Kansas City, um, he did mentor, um, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes. And I think... Oh. He did a great job at that. And, you know, obviously it was really sad at what happened with his injury. But I think his resilience and his competitive nature and how he wants to make not only himself better, but other players better will lead him on to a backup job. And yeah. personally, I think Jacksonville is an absolutely ideal player for him. But we'll see, obviously, when he's got to be right. And, you know, hopefully his injury, um, you know, there isn't any... Uh, knock-on effect to that but you know I really wish him well and I really hope he uh, he gets a nice nice contract what he deserves can, yeah. I, can I just say this Bears loving I think I've lost my job as a co-host now, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Bears loving this is you know it, it would make sense for it because Matt Nagy no, was obviously the offensive coordinator at Kansas City when um, mm. Alex Smith was there um, and he did his uh, comeback player of the year speech this season they love each other mate you know it's it's like a bromance. It's the opposite to what we have, where you know, <laughs> what actually frames. Yeah, 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 St- yeah, stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I'd, I'd love to see him end up with a, a one-year deal for a good amount of money, and he could retire, and his his wife probably doesn't, you know, hide behind the sofa every time that he's, he's on a playing field. <laughs> God, that must be traumatic. Okay, so we've got um, obviously free agencies kind of booming, and will continue to boom next week, and we've got. Um, players that are going to be tagged, franchise tagged or, you know, transition tagged. Um, I've written down a list of a couple of couple of players, a top five list of players. Um, I just wanted to get your thoughts on what you... I think a lot of them are relatively obvious, but just kind of where they'd be. Uh, so the number one player for me in free agency uh, coming up will be Dak Prescott. Um, Liam, what are your thoughts? Do you think the Cowboys keep him on? 100%. They'd be stupid not to. You've got yeah. to keep them on. Got to. 
Would you keep him on if you got offered Deshaun Watson? Wow, that's a question. Yeah, I think I'd keep him because he knows the system. Yeah, really? I think I'd, I think I'd keep back. Olivia? Yeah, I think he's a cowboy. Um, I think right now it's just a case of, you know, um, dotting the I's and crossing the T's. I think the Deshaun Watson question is very tricky. It'd be very, very difficult for, you know, 95% of the league to turn down Deshaun Watson. But I think the Cowboys have got their franchise QB and, you know, they'll tie, uh, they'll sort everything out and he will be Cowboy come start the season. Uh, yeah, no, I completely agree. I think Jerry Jones would be absolutely mad uh, not to keep him on. Uh, second one I've got is Chris Godwin. Um, obviously with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the moment. Um, probably the best wide receiver going into free agency. Um, Olivia, does he stay at the Buccaneers? That's, you know, that is an interesting question because I think any other team, he is absolutely guaranteed to get the franchise tag. But you've got the question of uh, Barrett on the defence. There's a lot of talk about uh, putting the franchise tag on him. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure what will go on. Um, I think Godwin will be a Buccaneer. If I I had to choose, I think Godwin will stay with the team. Um, Whether franchise tag, new contract, I'm not 100% sure. But if he does hit the uh, free agency the market will be very, very nice for him. I will say that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I completely agree. And I think Tampa will be crazy to let him go. But, you know, you, you never know what's going on. As you say with Shaquille Barrett, Shaquille had such a good, um, you know, postseason. It really just amazing considering how poor he was during the regular season. Uh, Liam, thoughts on Chris Godwin? And does he stay at the Bucks? Why would you want to leave? You you got to stay with Brady, haven't you, for another year? Um You've got to. I yeah. don't know where you would. Um, yeah, I agree with, with what you both said. Like, if he went anywhere, I think every team would be very generous towards him. Um, but yeah, I think he'll stay. It's just going to be a matter of how much he gets paid, really. Do you think it's a case that possibly he wants to be a wide receiver one somewhere else? Because obviously him and Mike Evans, it's hard to decide there who is a wide receiver one. Because for me, I actually think Mike Evans is probably a better a better receiver and a better deep threat. Um, if he went to somewhere like, I don't know, I don't know why he would, obviously, but Detroit, you know, you're an out-and-out wide receiver one or something like that. Do you think that's something that he'd be looking at? No, I think, I think he's probably just happy playing with the system he's in. Yeah, I get what you mean. It sort of is the grass greener sort of thing, but I think he's probably happy. I don't know him personally, but you think he'd be happy oh, if you not? he's in. Oh, yeah. i tell you I got the DM from him the other day, yeah. Uh, yeah, that does surprise me. I know you're big friends with a lot of these players. <laughs> he invited you to the Super Bowl party. Best not to mention that. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so I've got another wide receiver written down. I've got Alan Robinson, um, obviously one close to my heart. Um, I personally think that he'll get tagged and traded which is devastating. I do think he will leave um, Chicago. I've heard the Jets being mentioned for a bit of Alan Robinson. Olivia? Yeah, it seems... I know you shouldn't look too much into this, but uh, social media, um, you know, likes and what have you, you know, Jets fans have really been hyped over that because he's been liking, you know, quotes by Robert Sala. He's been, you know, liking anything to do with the Jets. And, you know, I think... It's wishful thinking. I think there's more attractive teams out there for him. 
um i mean you know if we offer him a lot of money that <laughs> you know that's often a persuasive factor but i think he is likely to go somewhere like miami i think they can offer him the money and the yeah. team and you know probably playoffs um which is a more attractive uh, outfit than the Jets. But, you know, um, the wide receiver market is very interesting. And I know we'll get onto that in, uh, um, shortly, but it's very interesting. And I think he will get, I, I don't think he will be um, a bear. I think he will go to a def- another team. And I think there'll be a lot of people after him. I think he'll be uh, number one target for a lot of wide receiver needy teams. Yeah, definitely, I agree. It's 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 really sad for me to say because I I love Alan Robinson. He's been such a good player for us in the last three years. There's even talk about him going back to uh, Jacksonville, which would be a a really interesting move. Um, Liam, what are your thoughts? You want him out of the division, obviously. Yeah, that would make our lives a lot easier. Um, yeah, I'd not thought about where he'd gone, but Miami's a really good shout. I can yeah. see that being a strong possibility. And also, you said last week's show, no taxes. That might be another factor for it. Yeah, let's see. he's such a good get-out clause, uh, you know, for a quarterback, Alan Robertson. He even makes Trubisky look, you know, competent. Average. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> some of the catches he's been able to pull off are quite incredible. And he would be put in Miami's a really, really good shout. And I think uh, the Bengals is another one I'd be looking at. But surely if you're Alan Robertson, you want to go to a team that's, you know, Super Bowl contending or Super Bowl ready. Um, is there any teams like that you think need to fit in well? I'm trying to think where. Well, the Bills don't really need. No, I, I don't know where really, unless he went somewhere like the Cardinals. But what about the Packers? Yeah, unfortunately, it, it, that kills us both. Probably say it, but it'd probably fit in quite well though, wouldn't he? I think he'd fit in brilliantly, yeah. Because um, obviously they got Devonta Adams, but if they had him and Robinson, that would be. Uh, that is quite that's quite a wide receiving core, isn't it? Yeah, that is certainly. That's almost as good as Jefferson and. Um, now we're not talking about. Jefferson. Yeah, I know. I'm only joking. I'll keep going. Yeah, we, <laughs> we we just we just don't need it. We just don't need to talk about the Vikings at the moment. You know. Uh, okay. So, well, it's it's not that, but you know, just uh, you know, no one's interested, Liam. We've got no Vikings listeners. That's what I've heard. You know. Just heard that through the grapevine. Um, I I won't plug it with the Vikings fans anymore then. No. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's back. Let's carry on. Uh, yeah. So we we mentioned uh, one of them, Shaquille Barrett and Levante David. Um, both from the Buccaneers. Um, Levante David especially looks like he's going to leave. Um, a really good linebacker to have on free agency, along with probably Matt Milano from the Bills as well. Um, you know, a lot of teams need good linebackers at the moment um liam the vikings for me kind of a team that would be perfect for you know a levante david or a matt milano what are you thought what are your thoughts i didn't want to mention us but yeah he would fit in really well um i think it would be a case with him of who offers him the best money to be honest i think that'll probably be his well, he's gonna get he's gonna get money wherever wherever they go um that's the thing it's such an interest the, the buccaneers have got such a good amount of cap room but yeah. are they going to spend it, you know, on these players or are they going to go and use the draft again? Olivia, what do you think? Yeah, I think with the case of Matt Milano specifically, um, I think the Bills will re-sign him. Uh, if not, again, it'll be a case of who can offer him the most money. Yeah. And especially this year with the salary cap being lower, 
um, the teams that have the most money to spend, um, I think will be big players. And I think um, I think the Patriots, I think there's been reports that uh, Bill Belichick wants to spend money, um, which, you know, it's not the uh, most characteristic thing. But I think for both players, that could be a possible shout. Um, you know, I again, I think it will be about money. I think no matter if you're first or 32nd in the draft order for these two players, I think whoever offers the most, I think they'll run and take it. So I think it's a bit difficult to predict right now because, you know, teams are not sure what they're going to do with the money. Like I said, with the uh, salary cap being so abnormal this year. So I think it's definitely just a wait and see sort of thing. See how the draft plays out as well. I think that'll be crucial. Definitely, yeah, and no, I, I completely agree. And that's why free agency is always so interesting. Um, mm. I've got one more player to, to throw at you both. Probably someone who might even command the most money within free agency. You've got uh, Trent Williams, the offensive tackle for the 49ers, a position that so many teams within the NFL need. Um, he's still only 32, I think, or 33, possibly. Um, the 49ers have already said that they're not going to uh, franchise tag him. Um, Liam, how much money is he worth in in free agency, do you think? The problem is it's going to be his age, isn't it? Good offensive linemen play well into their, you know, into their 30s, I think, and he really is at the top of his game at the moment. No, true, but it's going to be... It's going to be how many, I'm not too sure of the exact figures, but it's going to be how many years you played in league per position. So that's going to be some good good change, that is, surely. Oh, definitely. And it's someone that I would kill for, you know, definitely. Um, you know, I, I can't think of too many teams within the league that have got two solid tackles, really. Um, not many. Turn out the Jets have got got one. Um, yes. In, in my <laughs> God, blimey, what a player he is. And um, we'll get on to him in a moment. But yeah, it's interesting to get your thoughts on uh, free agency and I look forward to seeing what's going to happen in the next uh, week or so. We'll talk about it next week uh, on the podcast. Um, so moving on from there on to why we're all here, the AFC East. Um, a really interesting division um, for me, one that's fascinating going into the 2021 season. Uh, again, you know, we'll do it in reverse order. So we'll go from uh, the Jets to the Patriots to the Dolphins, to the Bills. Um, Olivia, obviously, you know, it wasn't a great season last season. Um, two and 14, um, probably even then, maybe overachieving on where mm. the Jets could have been. Um, instead of, you know, we can always focus on the bad things. What do you think, if any, went well um, in the 2020 season? Yeah, there's not much, there's not many positives to be drawn on. But there are some, so I will try to remain positive. Um, I think the main positive in terms of players, I think, was Marcus Mayer. You know, after Jamal Adams left, um, you know, he needed to step up. And for years, he had been, you know, a decent player, but he just not remained healthy. Um, So to see him step up, have a healthy season, and, you know, he really he was really good. And I know 2-14 and 14 doesn't suggest any player was brilliant, but, you know, he was a leader. He was our MVP. Um, not that it was particularly hard to get that, but he was great. And, you know, now we're negotiating a contract with him. 
probably will be uh, franchise tagged. So I think that was one positive to take out of it. Um, another, as I'd mentioned, the Jamal Adams trade. You may look at that think, well, we've just traded our best player, you know, with the Jets, we should be trying to keep them. But I think we got, um, you know, two firsts, uh, yeah, two first, one this year, one yeah. next year, um, two second rounders. And I think possibly switch thirds and a player. We got a, a safety from the Seahawks, whose name I can't remember. <laughs> no, I can't remember his name, actually, thinking about it. McDougald, I think he was. He oh, wasn't great. He was injured. Yeah. But I think the fact that we flipped, um, you know, a strong safety, albeit he was a great player, he was a pro Bowl calibre, we flipped that for, you know, a great amount of picks. We got a haul for him, and that's what was more valuable to the Jets now than yeah. a safety. He didn't want to be there. You know, it was great for all parties, so I've got to commend Joe Douglas for that. And another positivity was, you mentioned him earlier, uh, Mackay Beckton. Yeah, when we drafted him, um, my first initial reaction was, why wasn't it Tristan Worth? And that, and you know, I'm going to be completely honest with that. I was a bit, you know, I think a lot of Jets fans were, bec- uh, were a bit iffy on that because, you know, he did have the physical upsides, but it was all about floor and ceiling and he had the lowest floor and the highest, yeah. highest ceiling. And was the Jets the uh, team where that could be developed? So people were sceptical. And you know what? He's blew expectations out the water. In a really bad year, he was fantastic. You know, there's brilliant highlight clips of him manhandling Nick Mm -hmm. Bosa, you know, Aaron Donald in his first year. And he didn't look like a rookie. And that is something we can really build upon. You know, our offensive line is terrible, (laughs) to put it nicely. But he's a real, real bright spark. Uh, Quinn and Williams as well on the D line. You know he's really stepped up enough. So we do have parts to be positive about. Definitely. It's just there's a lot of other parts that we need serious improvements on. So it's not all doom and gloom. <laughs> no, definitely not. I, yeah, you're right. I think there are some really good players within that um, uh, Jets franchise. Liam, what are your thoughts on the Jets season uh, last year? Yeah, trying to be positive. I've got the same two players in my notes but I think trying to be positive about the Jets I've seen it with the Vikings where we won three games and then we sort of went to the playoffs a few years later so it's very possible to sort of build and be positive about this and you can sort of build a team through drafting and free agency so we'll come to the quarterback I'm sure but that'll be another interesting topic to say about building a team for yeah, the the quarterback's an interesting one. I'm actually quite a fan of Sam Darnold. Um, I, d- I just don't think he's been given the right system under Adam Gase for the last few years. Um, Olivia, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on Sam Darnold and where you want to go at quarterback. Yeah, there's a lot of discussion about Sam Darnold. Um, personally, I want to move on, and I'll tell you why. He was given a really bad, bad hand at the New York Jets. He, you know, our offensive line has slightly improved, but still terrible. Our wide receivers, I would say, you know, the car is definitely bottom three. Um, but, you know, in the coaching as well, uh, Adam Gears was an absolute horrendous hire. But, you know, that's a whole different topic in itself. Yeah. But the thing with Sam Darnold is that the mistakes he's making in his surgery is 
well, our rookie mistakes. And, you know, it is a fiery debate between Jets fans. How I see it, at the beginning of the season, you know, there's still debate whether he is our franchise quarterback or not. And I said I would rather have I would rather have him have a really good year or a really bad year so we know when to move on. And from what I saw this season, yes, he was in a horrendous offensive scheme. It was really badly coached. But what well, how much blame can you put on Adam Gears when Sam Darnold can't read defence in his third year? He's thrown into double triple coverage and it's yeah. not just once every few games. He's doing it three or four times a game, and it's really soul-sucking. Um, he's missing wide-open receivers. You know, I think Denzel Mims, our second-round pick from last year, um, he was really low, uh, lowly targeted. I think mm-hmm. he was less than, you know, five-some games. And he, he is a talented receiver, and he was getting open. He was getting the separation, but Sam Darnold was just not reading that. Yeah. He was throwing when he should have been keeping the ball. He was taking sacks when he should have maybe uh, got rid of the ball. He just seems like he lacks confidence. And it really hurt me because, you know, I don't, I didn't just want to come on here and be mean to Sam Darnold because he is a really nice guy. He's got the character, you know, he said all the right things and I want him to do well, you know, and I just think he'll never reach that potential he did. He, well, he could at the Jets. I think for all parties involved it's best if we just move on um we get we draft another quarterback he goes to a team where they have got better coaching and they have got better players and overall I think that'll be best for both parties just clean cut moving on but obviously fans have different opinions but that's my personal opinion on it yeah no I I do think that's fair enough I mean Sam Donald has definitely had opportunities where he can show what he's made of and you know, I, I guess maybe at the end of his second season, um, he went on a nice run of about six and two, and mm. I actually thought he played quite nicely during that. Um, I think there is a team out there for him, whether it's as a starter or a backup. I'm not too sure yet. Um, Liam, what are your thoughts on Sam Darnold? I think it's tough because of the. I agree with what you said, Olivia. This is my issue that he's throwing interceptions that he shouldn't be as a third year QB. Mm. But is it his confidence? Is it I, you don't know, do you? So I think maybe... Has he got yeah, enough receivers I, around him, though? Top quality receivers? Yeah, it, it's hard. I think, you see, like, I've been torn about what you do with him, but I think I think you've sold it perfectly, Olivia. I think the best thing would be to move on. So he gets a chance maybe to salvage his career elsewhere and you sort of get to move on with a new QB. So, yeah, it's, I think it would be hard to tell unless you put him in a system such as... I'm trying to think of a playoff team, Seattle or LA, and then I think you can then really judge his ability then. I think it's hard to judge it for now. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's fair enough. Um, so if you are moving on from uh, Sam Donald, who would your ideal quarterback in the draft be, considering Trevor Lawrence is going to be, he'll be off the board by pick two? Yeah, so I think the debate amongst Jet fans and the NFL fan, well, NFL fans in general, is is it going to be Fields or is it going to be Zach Wilson? Um, personally, I think both are franchise QBs. I think both are brilliant athletes. I think they um, have great playmaking ability. I think they're both leaders. Um, you know, with Fields, you've got his uh, dual threat ability, which is a really attractive feature in the NFL, especially today. And with Zach Wilson, you know, you watch him 
and some of his plays are just you know they're just breathtaking yeah. um some of his his ability to read defenses and just to create something out of nothing is you know it's it's a really attractive prospect and you know uh, over the past few weeks i'm seeing uh pundits and media personnel you know putting zach wilson above trevor lawrence which i think is way too far mm-hmm. but i think um uh it shows how highly rated he has been for the past year um so either one of them i'd be very happy with i think with jets fans the attitude is um, more leaning towards Wilson. I think you know his. Uh, he's very dynamic. He's um, you know he's a breath of fresh air, I guess. And I think Robert Sala will really, really want to work with him. So if I had to choose today, it would be Zach Wilson. Yeah. Um, but both players, I would be, you know, I'd be more than happy with. I agree. I think Zach Wilson's um probably the choice for me as well, and I think. That's a really good point. We haven't even got on to um, Robert Sala yet. I think he's a fantastic coach. Uh, what he done at the 49ers was just brilliant. Even without any real playmakers at the end of the season on defence, he still made uh, life difficult for a lot of teams. Um, how excited are you to have Robert Sala in the building? Very. <laughs> you, you know, the absolute elation when Robert Sala was announced as the head coach in the New York Jets amongst Jet fans was, you know, you could feel the hype, you know, after the Adam Gears hire, which, can I just say, very, very few Jets fans were happy about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was an awful hype from the start. Um, you know, so the fact that we actually showed a bit of competence <laughs> and a bit of due <laughs> diligence was refreshing. Yeah, he was, I wasn't expecting us to get Salah. I think he was a shoo-in from Detroit, for Detroit. Yeah, same. Um, they went a completely different route, but that's fine. Um, you know, and the fact that we got him in and his energy, his passion for the game. You know, uh, before he signed, there's a, there was a really uh, great story told about him in the press. And it was concerning him and his brother. They were both um, were pursuing careers in finance. And his brother was in New York the day of the 9-11 attacks. And, you know, fa- thankfully he was fine. But when Robert Sala got that call that, you know, this horrible event had happened, um, he said, you know, I need to do something that I love. And he quit his job and he went into football coaching. And, you know, he did all these different jobs through college. And he said, you know, it was meant to be that his first head coach job was at the New York Jets. You know, yeah. in New York. And wow. I know that story doesn't, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean much about its ability, but I think, you know, that type of passion for the game and that type of determination, leadership, you know, it was just something that really inspired the Jets fans and really got on board with him. Good. No, I think that's brilliant. That's a lovely story. That's the first time I've heard that. Um, yeah, I haven't heard that either. That's really nice. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. That's yeah. really good. Obviously, he showed his talent, um, Liam, at the 49ers. What do you think he brings to this Jets team? I think he brings a lot. Can I just say about the QB? I just want to go yeah. back. I'm I'm going the opposite of you two. I'd go Fields. Mm. I'm I'm playing devil's advocate to you both. Um, Fields would be my QB if I was GM for the Jets. Can I ask why? I personally, I I rate him high. I think I rate him higher. To be honest, I think he's better at college level, and I think he's got potential more ceiling i'm not too sure wilson probably does fit your system better but 
Yeah, I'm just playing devil's advocate here to you both. Yeah, well, interesting. I'm sure Justin Fields will be delighted to hear you've got <laughs> you've got his back. Yeah, some some English podcaster really rates him. You'll love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're back to Robert Salah. What are your thoughts, Liam? No, I, yeah, I think that's a really good hire. I think you've done really well to get him, and I hope this is the start of something building for you. Fingers crossed for you. Yeah, I was really impressed with it. I think. Um, you know, it's a very Jets thing to do to go down the wrong path um, and hire someone that, you know, that wouldn't have been good for the team or good for the system. But um, a really competent hire. And um, I'm glad you didn't go the way that um, the Detroit Lions went. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me too. Well, yeah, God, that could have been. I think <laughs> you've got good. the better coach there, I have to admit. Oh, God, Giovanni, absolute country mile. They've got mm. the, uh, the better coach. So um, if we're saying that you're keeping your two draft picks in the first round for this year we use one on the quarterback who would you like to see be the other pick yeah so our pick from Seattle um is very interesting you know I was quite thankful Seattle didn't do that great in the playoffs because of that pick the thing is with the Jets is that we've got so many holes and so many spots to fill is that we can't look at a player and think Oh, I hope he drops to, you know, um, early 20s, I think it is. Um, you know, we can do that. I think what will happen is that we'll obviously do our due diligence. And if a player drops to there, we will, and it fits what we need. So I think we need all-line, wide receiver, um, you know, uh, the possibility for running back, but I don't think think we will go that high for a running back in the mm-hmm. first round you know um cornerback and I think you know if a player that Joe Douglas and Robert Seller really like falls there um he'll take so I think some players just to throw out some names on the O-line Vera Tucker from US uh, USC yep. Jalen Mayfield uh excuse my pronunciation Eichenberg I think those are really intriguing uh draft prospects you know they're boring but they're necessary uh, wide receiver, um, you know, we I really like uh, Kadarius Tony from Florida. Mm-hmm. I think he would be a great coup. Obviously, it depends what we do in free agency as well. Um, Bateman as well is possibly worth looking at. Yeah. Running back, which I wouldn't want in the first round, but we've had a few draft, uh, a few mock drafts taken. Uh, Neji Harris, who's very exciting, very yeah, dynamic. You know, um, he would be quite the player for the Jets but not quite what we need for now and you know cornerback uh, Horn um, I think that would be a solid pick up so it, you know it, it is a blessing in disguise that we have a lot of options to consider and I think we will pick up two well we've got to pick up two quality players in the draft um, in the yeah. first round because we had an absolutely atrocious drafting record um mm. And that's why we're in the position we are. We just cannot draft. So hopefully Joe Douglas turns this around and we make the sensible pick. <laughs> yeah, that's all I can ask for. Definitely. I quite like Joe Douglas as a GM as well. I think yeah. he's um, he's been very impressive from what I've seen. And you've obviously got so much cap space as well that you can really mm. go hard in um, free agency and you know work through that as well. So there's there's so many ways you can get good players, but as you, there is a lot of holes within that Jets team. Um, what would you consider a good season in 2021? That's that's the question, isn't it? Um, so I think next season we go up to 
17 games, I think. Yeah, I think it's the 2021 season. So if we had a record of 6 and 11, not great. It isn't. I'm not going to pretend that's great. But considering our division, which I think is pretty tough now, we've got a few tricky, um, few tricky teams to play. I think the actual number itself, I think we wouldn't look at. But what I want to see, just through the eye test, I want to see actual leadership from the coaching staff and the players. I want to see a rookie QB or Deshaun Watson, but you know that's a big ask. Yeah. Um, I want to see, um, you know, quarterback play that gets us excited. That um, doesn't have to be polished if it's a rookie, but I want to see, you know, that sort of dynamic feel to a quarterback we haven't had since, well, Ryan Fitzpatrick, which is depressing in itself. Ledger. But... Ledger. <laughs> but yeah, I just kind of want to see some spark to the Jets because the past two seasons, well, more than that, the seasons under Adam Gaze have been really depressing. You know, it's not... You don't want to watch Jets football. Mm-hmm. And I just want to see a foundation laid next season. And I just want to see a new culture, a new feel to the New York Jets. And hopefully in 2022, um, we really push for playoff spots. Because what's the point in doing it if you don't, if you, if you aren't ambitious? Exactly, so, yeah. So, yeah, I haven't got massive expectations, but I definitely want to see a turn and a new feel to the New York Jets, yeah. You're talking about being ambitious, and you mentioned um, Deshaun Watson there. If you had to, what would you give away to to get Deshaun Watson? Everything, <laughs> probably the Empire <laughs> State Building. If no, I said four um, first round picks, honestly, yeah. And people look at that and think that's crazy because New York Jets, you've got no good players you build through the draft, and that's fair. That's a fair concern. But I think with Deshaun Watson, you've got a top five QB minimum yeah. for me. That's a massive issue sorted. Um, you know, we we have got extra first rounders from the Jamal Adams trade. So I think that definitely puts us in good stead. We've got the cap space. You know, if I was Deshaun Watson, I wouldn't touch the New York Jets for a 10-foot barge pole. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, you know. But um, the lure of living in New York might be, might be one true, thing. True, in the big market, that is definitely in yeah. our favour. But, you know, I would give up a lot and it might be the worst decision, <laughs> one of the worst decisions the Jets have ever made in hindsight. But I think he's that good of a player and we need someone like that. So if he was attracted to the New York Jets, I would throw the house at us. But I don't think Joe Douglas would. I don't I, I don't think it'll happen, unfortunately. But you can dream, can't you? <laughs> oh, yeah, well, trust me, I am as a Bears fan, yeah. Um, yeah. I've said before I'd happily give away four first-round picks because you're not guaranteed... You know, quality in the first round. Just because you're picking in the yeah. first round, there's there's so many flops that you know have been around. Liam, what do you think's a good season for the Jets next year? I think more. I think you've just got to aim for more wins than you did last mm. year. Um, I wanted to ask you, Olivia, what would you do if you traded your picks? What would you be to trade down? Would you be for that? That's one question I really wanted to ask you. Or would you be annoyed? Say you traded your the Seattle pick you've got in the first round. Mm. How would you feel about that, effectively getting an extra first-round pick next year or a couple of second-rounders for it? Yeah, I definitely think you'd have to look at, um, you know, what the Jets do in the free agency for that. I think I would definitely 100% not trade away the second-round pick 
um, you know, unless it was for Deshaun Watson, but that's a whole different package. I wouldn't trade down and stick with Darnold. Like that for me, as dramatic as the sound would be worst case scenario, I think it's just stagnant. But um, the Seattle towards the end of the first round, I would be more open to. I think a lot of good players dropped to the second round. And I think if we can pick up um, a few more picks there, maybe a first next year, you know, I, I don't know. It depends how. Yeah, of course. Yeah, is. of course. I would be more willing for that. I think we've just got so many holes. Um, that's my that, logic. I'm thinking yeah. because you've got so many holes, effectively you get more picks to help you get more players. So that's that's my. Yeah, that, I think that's fair. I think I would be receptive to that, definitely. Yeah, good shout. I think. Um... It's definitely a possibility. You never know with the draft. It's, um, no. it's so exciting. But yeah, I'm hoping for a good season for the Jets. I've always had a kind of thing for the Jets. Uh, it's always an underdog story that I like. Same with the Cleveland Browns and, mm. you know, the Vikings. We don't, we don't rip the Browns at all in our group chat, do we? We love no, the no, Browns. we're good about them. Yeah, we, I like the Browns, yeah. <laughs> They had a better bad. record than us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I... I... But, uh, yeah, yeah it's, I mean... uh, it's good. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really good. So the Jets... Yeah, let's hope for a good season in um in twenty twenty one. So we move on now to everyone's, you know, least favourite team, the New England Patriots. Probably Olivia, a team that you just maybe don't even <laughs> want to talk about. A team that's given you so much pain throughout the years. Oh gosh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, they're you know, but... horrible, horrible team. But um, we do have to talk. No offence to any Patriots fans that are listening. Um, obviously we're not we're non biased. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they had a really tough season last season. Um. Going uh, seven and nine, I believe, with Cam at quarterback. Mm. Um, really regressed from where they were the season before. Um, Bill said that he's going to work on, you know, getting players in in free agency and, you know, getting another quarterback in. Although I think he's probably going to bring Cam back for another season. Um, Liam, what are your thoughts on the Patriots season last season? Welcome back to reality, Pats fans. Welcome <laughs> back. <laughs> Welcome to a normal season in football, which they haven't had in forever. Um, yeah, I would probably agree with you about Cam. I think you go with him for now because of the draft, because they haven't necessarily got a great draft pick. So I think Number that's 15, yeah. Um, presuming they'll be after receivers because they don't have any really, do they? So, yeah. Do you think they'll trade down from their pick at number 15? Knowing Bill, yeah, I do. Because Bill so. Belichick will just get an undrafted player and make them win them a Super Bowl. <laughs> That's what he does, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. I know. He does. Still nightmares about Tom Brady in the sixth round. <laughs> um, <laughs> Olivia, what were your thoughts on the yeah, Patriots season last season? Yeah, it was a bit of a weird one. Um, I mean, I took a bit of pleasure in them not making playoffs. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to lie. Uh, sorry, Patriots fans again. But, you know, they right now they're stuck in quite... A weird place, quite an atypical place for the Patriots, you know. Um, seven and nine, they went underwhelming, you know. A lot of criticism, you know, there was a hangover from Brady, you know, was Bill too reliant on Brady, you know, a lot of that talk. I think, obviously, the big question now is the quarterback. And it's very unpredictable with the Patriots because they have got 15 in the draft. Um, and it's a really awkward position because... In the draft, if you really like someone, if Bill, for example, really likes Mac Jones, you can't sit at 15 and hope that he drops for you. Yeah. You know, quarterback is that important. So I don't think he'll draft one. I think he's more likely to re-sign Cam, which would be 
I mean, he wasn't great last season. Granted, he was a, um, you know, financially quite friendly, but I can't see them making playoffs. Um, no, um, either. There's a lot okay. of buzz created recently about Jimmy Garoppolo going back to yeah, New England. Definitely. That'd be very interesting. I think if anything's going to happen, I think that's quite likely to happen. Obviously, trades are quite subjective, and you know, but. I think that would be very interesting to see how Jimmy does back in New England, you know, and that's going to go one or two ways. He's going to be absolutely brilliant, stay healthy, Patriots, another dynasty, or it's just going to be tragic. He can't stay healthy, you know, and it's just, it's, it's a big risk for the Patriots and it's very interesting to find themselves in this spot and I'm very curious more than any other team to see what they do with the quarterback position and the draft. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I mean, 15 is a weird pick. Like You think probably the top four or five quarterbacks are going to be gone by that point. Mm. Um, so it really is a tough one as to what Bill does. Um, Liam, the Patriots, what do they need? Obviously, take quarterback aside. What, what else do they need? They need quite a few players, don't they? O-line. They need mm. some more players on D, some special teams. Yeah. But I think the thing that interests me the most is this is Belichick. So... What is he going to do? Sort of, if anyone would sort of recover a team, what Olivia was saying, I think it would be Belichick, really. Um, but he's getting rejected by players. Like Matthew Stafford said, the only team that he wouldn't go to was the Patriots. How big of an influence is Matt Patricia? Because he did go back to New England, and I don't, just a hunch, but I don't think they got on well. So maybe no, that was that. You know, yeah. we, we'll never know. That's a very fair point, actually. Yeah, and I, I don't rate Matt Patricia highly as a as a coach. Sorry, Matt, yeah. if you're listening. Seems <laughs> you know, worth a shout out. Well, they they're going to lose um, possibly Joe Tunney, their guard, who's been outstanding for quite a few seasons. Maybe even Stefan Gilmore as well. Um, they have a few players coming back from the COVID uh, opt out last season, like Hightower and uh, Chung. But um, they're a team that really. They've just again got so many holes, and I don't think we'll get back to their seven and nine record if they bring back Cam. What would be a good season for the Patriots next season, Liam? I would say eight or nine wins. I think ten a push. If they, I think that's a very good season. Um, In that division, they'd get ten wins. No, but you said what's a good winning season. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too sure. I'm trying to be optimistic and not like be down on the Patriots here. Well, realistic. Let's go realistic. What are you what are you thinking? Nine, eight or nine wins. Yeah, I agree with that, Olivia. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, especially with the extended playoffs, I think the New England Patriots and Bill are always looking for the playoffs. Dolphins and Bills are, I think, objectively better than them. But if they can grind out the wins like they have done before, if they can get that quarterback situation correct and spot on, I think they can sneak into the playoffs. I don't think they'll be a favourite by any stretch of the imagination, but I think it'll definitely be something Bill is aiming for. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if if you had the chance to get Cam back on another $1 million uh, deal for a year, would you take it? Liam? I think you've got to. I think, yeah, I think you just... Oh, here's, I'm going to throw something out there. What about Alex Smith? Uh, I mean, it, again, I don't think you could have Alex Smith as your starter. I, it's, I just think it's too risky. I mean, if he gets injured, what have they got as backup? 
Is he better than Cam, would you say? Uh, no, because Cam gives you the Russian ability. Oh, I was um, just trying to throw a spanner in the works for you both. So. If, uh, probably throwing-wise, yeah, because Cam gives you that Russian you know, ability. He rushed for 12 touchdowns last season. Um, I'd say Cam's probably a, a bigger threat, and the fact that he's 18 foot five kind of does help him as well. But yeah, another interesting team, the Patriots. I'm fascinated to see what they do in the draft. Um, my second favourite team coming at the the Miami Dolphins. Um, love the Dolphins for years. My mum's a Dolphins fan. Shout out to my mum, you know. Big up Sarah. Yeah, big up Sarah. <laughs> um, I thought incredibly unlucky not to reach the playoffs um, last season, you know, with a 10-6 and six record. Um, really good team to watch. Brian Flores is, if not you know, one of the best coaches in the league at the moment. Um, I thought he was unlucky to lose to Stefanski as coach of the year. Um, you know, they've got a lot of good pieces. They they do have um, a lot of holes as well, but with Tua at quarterback and um, a good defence last season and probably the best special teams within the NFL. Um, Liam, what did you make of the Dolphins season? Really impressed me. Um there's a motto that I've had from coaching of special teams sort of help you win games and that proved it with the Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah, they're really well. But the thing that interests me is can that defence try and be that consistent for another season or is that just going to sort mm. of be a blip season, so to speak? So, yeah, that'll be quite interesting to watch. The Dolphins really impressed me how their turnaround was and it probably caused you nightmares, Olivia, I can imagine. Yeah, it's a weird one. Um, I think everyone likes the Dolphins. I don't think I've came across a UK NFL fan who doesn't either support the Dolphins or have a a soft spot for them. Um, I'm not surprised at how good they were last season, to be honest. Um, You could see from the season before, they were rebuilding. Um, Flores is a great coach. Again, like you said, they were very unlucky about the playoffs. Um, It's an interesting one because two were... As QB, you know, it was a bit of a rocky rookie season. Um, injuries, the switching between him and Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then you found this massive spanner in the works in the offseason with Deshaun Watson. And it's starting to raise questions. And, you know, so I think the, um, the Dolphins from last season, very good. I would expect them to get into the playoffs this year. But it's kind of like... This, this question that almost came out of nowhere about the quarterback, and I think that'll be absolutely intriguing to see, especially if Watson goes there. Yeah, definitely. Well, they've definitely got the draft capital to um, mm. give the Texans what they want. Um, amazingly, getting a number three pick from uh, yeah. from the Texans anyway. Um, yeah, I think, you know, Tua obviously had a rough start to his NFL career. He played some really good games and played some mm. games just um, really poor, and obviously Fitzmagic had to come in. Um if you're the Dolphins, do you look at the draft last year and think, you know, what if I took Justin Herbert instead of um, Tua? Because, you know, it's a possibility. Obviously, they took um, Tua at five. Liam, who do you think, you know, looking back, you know, would they have taken Justin Herbert? Probably, but I think you got to wait and give it five years or ten years because mm-hmm. Herbert could have just peaked as a one-season but, yeah, I think time will tell. Personally, I was bigger on Herbert, but time will tell, I think. Do you think yeah. the Dolphins will give two at the time, though? Because, as, you know, as Olivia says, they are, you know, this Deshaun Watson chat isn't going away. Um, no, I don't think they will. I think he'll be holding the clipboard next season. 
Really? Not sure who's not sure who's starting, but I don't think he's got a starting job next season. No. Well, that's um, mm. you, not even for the Texans if he was traded over there. I meant for Miami, but yeah, maybe possibly that could be a good place for him to land. Yeah, I think he'd have to be part of the trade if it did happen. Um, so for Miami, they've still got a few needs. If you know, if you're Miami in the draft with the number three pick and number um, eighteen, I believe. Um, what are you looking for in the draft, considering they keep their picks, Olivia? Um, the three names I've got down here are Devonta Smith, Jamar Chase and Penny Sewell. Sorry for the pronunciation yeah. again. Um, how they managed to get themselves in the third uh, in the third pick. Granted, it wasn't, you know, based on their performance or anything. But that was a stroke of absolute genius. That's incredible. You know? yeah. Yeah. And it's a bit of luck of course but you know I would say their team as it is based on last season as well were a playoff team and they were just unfortunate so to add someone like Devonta Smith you know fantastic wide receiver to make clears out of nothing Jamar Chase who probably would have been wide receiver one if um, you know compared to Devonta Smith were both a fantastic option for the Dolphins and they're on rookie contracts so they don't even have to go and spend um, in free agency. Um, they don't have to splash out. And that is such a luxury position for the Dolphins. Yeah. And, you know, the offensive line could do with a bit of work. So if they're going to, you know, focus on the trenches, Cyril is definitely an amazing option. But if I was a Dolphins fan and, you know, with that draft capital, I would be very, very excited. Mainly because I'm a bit of a draft geek. But, you know... The team that they could have next season could honestly, it could be, you know, really, really good. And I'd be so excited for that. Definitely. Yeah, I think they're one of the most exciting teams uh, in the NFL. And you're right, the fans should be um, incredibly excited about what's going on down on South Beach. Uh, Liam, for the Dolphins next season, they say they do get a, you know, a wide receiver one and some help on offensive line within the draft. Where do you think you know you're looking for win wise um, in 2021? Obviously they were 10 and six last season. Uh, do you think they're due more? Yeah, I definitely. I I think if you're getting this quality into the team, I think you've got to expect more than 10 wins or same amount of wins with a playoffs, so to speak. So you're sort of yeah. I think you've got to have high expectations if your team's going to be that good. Yeah, I agree. So you know talk about you know going back to the draft again what you what what would you like to see in Miami a top wide receiver uh, yeah, I'd the same in my notes about what Olivia said yeah it's got to be isn't it they need some help on offense really i think one thing that's quite interesting is that i think me and it's quite interesting that me and george i think have a different perspective like you were saying olivia that you saw this coming maybe because you know the division better than us mm. maybe that's why but yeah it's quite interesting hearing your sort of your insight as you know it more than me and George as we stuck to watching football in the cold. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. God, we are out in the cold, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> we are. Yeah, they're a fascinating team, um, the Dolphins, and I yeah, really am genuinely excited about what they'll do next season. Um obviously we'll talk more as, you know, free agency and the draft goes along. But um in terms of the AFC East, genuinely interesting division. Um really, really good. Obviously, Liam, you've got your interview with um, the Buffalo Bills fan. Welcome here. I'm joined with Matt from the UK Bills. Hi, Matt. How's it going? 
Thank you for having me on. It's going great. I mean, nice, nice weather for a change. So yeah, it is. Uh, We're not used to that over here in England, are we? No, it's all it's all lovely. Had a nice little uh, stroll down a few shops this morning. So got my daily fresh air in the entitlement. So oh, all good. good. All re- really wearing to go. Good. So you're actually our first guest ever on the podcast. So I appreciate that. And yes. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> And you're talking about your team, the Buffalo Bills, which you're the UK fan page co-owner, I believe. That's correct. Yes, we are. So I I just want to ask you, so out of interest, what what got you into the Bills? Just, I mean, just interest out of curiosity. Um, Well, I'd known about them. It was since um, the game that no one will, uh, no Bills fan will ever, um, ever, ever talk about in uh, in the sentence in 99. Um, That got me, piqued my interest in, in the NFL. Um, and the Bills. Um, it wasn't really till a few years later when I was at uni watching Super Bowl with my mate that I really became fully enamoured in it. And actually, um, obviously, from the first time seeing that uh, seeing that game in '99, it was the um, it was the Bills all the way um, all the way from there. Oh, nice! Uh, at least you've supported a proper team. I've <laughs> I'm sure a few of our listeners are going to be annoyed at that. But hey, yeah. so you guys had an absolutely fantastic season. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable. Um, I don't know where to. I don't know where you want to start about the season, really. I think it's a, it's accumulation. It's accumulation of the of the three years that being at McDermott, being at the helm. I think once we actually once we got those in the building, the way they actually set the culture and set the process and actually figure out what they want to do with the team, how they want to mould it. I think they've got that. They've got those those place positions in peace. They've actually started building slowly. They've started defense in the first year or two, then now move to the offense on there. Um, I just think it's the culture they brought in and the players buy into it. As you can see from when you look on Twitter and you look what these um, Bills players are saying, they buy into it. They love it. And as um, the only way is up really, to be honest. As an outsider looking in, it does seem that way. It seems that everyone buys in and everyone just wants to, and they all seem to sort of be on the same side, which in sport, that's what you need to sort of yeah. take your team to that level. And yeah, it definitely yeah, exactly. seems that way. Um, I'm going to start on a bad note and then we'll go upwards. So what do you think went wrong last season? I think I think in us, it was the, um, it was the run game on both offense and defense. We never really got that run game going um, on offense. We, we're more of a, we seem to be more of a pass happy team, which, which is good because we've lacked a quarterback for a while that actually could just sling it like Allen's done this, um, this season. I think, I think the trouble with that on offense was we weren't balanced enough. So teams were shutting down the, um, can shut down the, uh, the pass and we were having trouble running between the, um, between tackles and on the flip side, I think the loss of Star Lutalele due to um, his opt-out really hurt some defense because we were that struggling no end no end down actually against the um against the run. So they were probably the negative points. The only other one would probably be probably be that narrow loss um in uh in week ten, which I again I'm not going to refer to because that's still a still a bit painful. Yeah, I'll leave, I'll leave that one. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll try and be more positive. So what do you think went well? So I want to start asking you about Stefan Diggs. Um, I'm a Vikings <laughs> fan. I don't know if you know. Um, 
So I've got mixed opinions about this man. Um, yeah. So when you first got him, you must have been absolutely buzzing. Yeah, I, I was actually. I mean, and then when you, when we looked at the value, what we um, what we gave up for him, it was a fourth. It was a first, a fourth, and I think it was uh, like a conditional conditional pick next year yeah, or something, something like, like that. that. Um, I thought for what he gave up and what what you could get in the draft. I mean, obviously you got Jefferson with that um, with that pick in there. I mean, apart from that, the you see the big drop off at the time after the top three, then Jefferson a little bit, then obviously after that, the um, the lack of receivers actually were progressing in the um, in the NFL and um, their rookie year. I thought it was great value. I mean, we've now got we had a bona fide number one that actually helps take Josh Allen to that. Um, to that next step and since he's since he's come in I mean I don't know obviously what the uh, the reports were in with the Vikings since he's come in he's built the rapport with Josh Allen he's actually um, been more of a team player there's been times in in games and meetings where he's actually said stop feeding me the ball get the other guys involved so what well, obviously rumors and all that saying of him being a diva and all that it's almost like he's he's actually just hadn't done a clean slate on there and just um, being the best that he can um, best he can be. I think his issue in Minnesota was he got his ego was his issue, and there was games where he wasn't getting the ball. And I think that the obviously the most famous one is the playoff game loss. Um, yeah, but it's almost like he left and he sort of had a clean slate and he sort of changed his attitude. Which mm. sort of like reminded me of sort of a bit like of Randy Moss or Terrell Owens, where he's just put his ego to one side, let's play ball yeah. and focus. And he's changed, yeah. he's a much better player. And I think we've both won from the trade personally. Mm. Like, obviously, we've got a really good receiver, you've got a good receiver. So, yeah, he's still with our GM, does really well in trading and yeah. in the draft. Was... So, it kind of it's helped us all out, really. So, yeah, yeah it's interesting to your perspective. Yeah, I mean, I like I like Jefferson um, coming out. Actually, um, if we hadn't a trade for Diggs, I would have probably have either traded up if we could or actually get him. I mean, the value of the two picks that we gave up, if we traded up, wouldn't have got us, would have probably just got us Jefferson. It wouldn't have got us the top three. But coming out of um, LSU, I did like what Jefferson could could bring. So, yeah, it was a win-win for um, for both teams. You've got a bit, um, bit younger, bit more, um, bit more dynamic. We've got that bona fide number one that's taken us now to that... Um, hopefully to the uh, to the next level going forward. Yeah, hopefully so. So the other thing I was going to ask you about... Zach, sorry, Moss. Zach Moss. Came in as a third round. He did what he actually um, had to do. I mean, we got a good good amount of usage out of him. He's, he's that tough guy that complemented Singletary well. It, it, as I said earlier, just the unfortunate um, that we couldn't really get that run game going um, so much. That um, that we could see a lot more into him. There were certain plays that uh, we could have used him in, like screen games and all that, because he's quite handy in the um, out um, out catching the ball. But I just think the scheme fit the way it had it. That we didn't really see the true Zach Moss, and we didn't see the Devin Singletary of um, of last year. And hopefully this off season they can actually work on that, get the right um, right personnel in. Yeah, great. Maybe sure it's just you need more time and experience in the league. Maybe yeah. progress. Maybe it's a bit of accommodation. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, so, what have you got to do now to take it to the next level? Beat the Chiefs somehow. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, that's, um, as an outsider, I would agree with you. But they are uh, beatable, as we all know. So, 
I think I think it's just improving the flaws that we had from from last season. If we can if we can get that run game both on run run offense and run defense sorted, I think really we have realistic chance of actually um, taking it to to Kansas. I mean, we we've kept we kept them close in the first game. We kept them close-ish in the um, in the second game, so we can hang with them. I think it's just the game planning and just having a bit more balance because, Agreed. as I say, yeah. we we are more pass happy. I mean, Josh Allen obviously broke franchise records um, with it. Diggs was number one um, receiving uh, wide receiver this year. Beasley got nearly a thousand yards his career um, career high on that. Um, so we had that as our um, as our secret weapon. But there's the it's the run game, which maybe in the draft we'll get a couple of um, good run stuffing um, O line men, or we can somehow get Feliciano and and Williams back, um, and and go from there. I think that's probably the one thing we've got to one thing we've got to do improve that side. As the rest of it, I think is um, is at the point it needs to needs to be. Yeah, I definitely think if you can make those adjustments, I think you can beat Kansas and I think you'll be in a Super Bowl. I think it will just mm. be as and when. Um, yeah. Could be this year, could be the year after. But yeah, I definitely think, I think you're definitely progressing and you've got more of a chance. But the interesting thing though, like I don't want to go too much into Kansas because we're not talking about them, but will they be on the decline now? Will they sort of bounce back? It'd be quite interesting to see where they sort mm. of go from here as well. Yeah, I think it, I think it'll just depend on how long they can get keep the enemy for if they keep them for right. a while then i think they can do it but then again andy reed is is andy reed so you've got to you've got to beat him and what what better to beat him than one of his um one of his protégés in uh in McDermott yeah definitely so where do you think you're gonna have the draft this year the good thing about the draft is that we haven't got any glaring holes i think we could go in multiple directions i mean Look at most of the mock drafts that people do and listening to other Bills um, podcasts and, and Twitter accounts that some of them want to go running back. Some of them want to go... go running back to fix the hole. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to ask you. Some were going um, offensive, um, offensive tackle, offensive guard, and some were going edge. I mean, that's the beauty about us and I say no major holes in there. We can go in many directions. Ultimately, for me... I've been clambering for um, for cornerback two, and um, if anything, my one of my favourite cornerback my cornerbacks out there is um, Ifintanu Melifanu of Syracuse. Yeah, if they can get if they can snag him with his size, length, and what he can actually um, what he can do, that's a good block. And we've just re-signed um, Mecca Hyde to in the contract extension, so we've got a Hyde boy, a white. If we can get that bona fide number two cornerback on there. Then I would be happy, happy at that. But there's a load of different ways to do it. And being knows, being the scouting team have been on points um, more times than none in the last uh, few years. So we're happy with any direction, and it's going to be um, it's going to be an interesting one that we don't have to say, "Yep, we're going to go for this one. We want this one. Take this one." Oh no, we haven't got it. Nice to move on, but. It's it's a good it's a good situation to be in and hopefully yeah, we'll you be are in definitely. I think personally you should just take the best player available mm. because I, mean, I think you haven't got any major flaws so I think you just yeah. take what you can get but I because for example you might have a running back land for example or you might have a corner land but yeah, yeah. I, I, it'd be interesting I wouldn't be surprised if you traded 
down as well to get some more pace. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm just I'm discussing with um on my podcast um next episode of whether we trade down or not. I mean, one person I definitely want to get. So he's a bit he may be a bit raw in there, but Kadarius Tony of um of uh, Florida, the wide receiver. I think he can if we get him. I think that will just take that um, offense to a um, to a new level itself. Uh, we first of all we've got to manage the uh, manage the cap. Yeah, and, great. Uh, we yeah, sign definitely. our own first. Yeah, I, I know all about us trading down, and it it all depends with your GM and how you sort of mm. coach players up because it's yeah it all depends think, who you can get. Yeah, so, I think yeah, it also tricky. depends. It also depends on who's available because you may get definitely um it may get that fifth quarterback that's been up there like Trey Lance or Mac Jones that you're gonna get a team probably at the top end of um round two may want to make that time so they can get that fifth year option. Exactly. I think that fifth year option makes especially the 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 playoff teams actually think more about going down because they have teams coming up have that fifth year option and if they're the struggling teams then you're going. They're going to want to take that, so they don't. So they don't have any issues going um, going forward on there. So, I I am partly team trade down, but I'm partly. I don't care. If we take take whoever's there. We've got. It's going to be a. It's going to be a fun draft, nevertheless. I think as I've been in that situation myself, I think you can just sit back and enjoy it for what it is. Because when you're mm. sort of in the late twenties, you you know you're not going to get. A Trey Lance or someone, are you? You're not going to get like an all-out athlete, so you can just sort of watch the world crumble and trade, yeah, and laugh. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. See what happens a bit, yeah. And at that point, you get the you get those players that you would thought would go in the teens without dropping down to you. Exactly, makes your position more attractive, whether it be staying there or trading um or trading back. So it's always been it's always a good position to um to be in and hopefully the next uh, X amount of years we're going to be um, in that position either 30, 31 or 32 in the uh, in the draft Yeah, uh, one more question for you um, yep. Will Josh Allen keep up his MVP ways do you think or do you think he's declined? He, I think he will continue to um, continue to grow, we've, we've seen the we've seen the improvement from year one um, year two, and then he took a massive step, broke franchise record off. Um, he broke Jim Kelly's, both of Jim Kelly's records. No, yeah, he did. one I Jim Kelly record with the yeah. um, touchdowns. And I think it was um, Drew Bledsoe's um, single season passing record in in one season. And the fact that he's he's one of those that he'll own up to his mistakes and he's always willing to learn and actually um, improve and train whenever I can just see him actually now just keep taking that stuff, steady curve that maybe next year, maybe the year after, he will be in the running out and out for the um for the MVP um MVP award and not be a sleeper quarterback anymore. He can he can do it all. He's got the arm, he's Agreed. got the um he's got the accuracy now, his um percentage has come up, and you've got to defend him against the run. I mean, who who would you really want to get in a way of a six foot five, two hundred and thirty pound quarterback running at full speed towards you? I mean, no, you wouldn't I'm not, at all. <laughs> I'm not going to mention it. I, I don't do want to mention it, but Anthony Barr. Whoop! Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No. Thanks. For, thanks for being on the show, Matt. I really appreciate it. Um, we'd no love to have you back or maybe talk some draft, and you can tell us when yeah. you get a steal in the second rounds of how you. 
got a running back or a tight end or something. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll be happy to have you have to come back on. Enjoyed uh, enjoyed the chat. Really, uh, really, really good. Really enjoyed it. No, thank you. I'll I'll send it back to George in the studio. Thanks, George. Yeah, really good interview there. Um, cheers, Liam. Um, awesome. Really good to hear from Matt. And that was Matt from at UK Bills, if you want to get involved. Um, I'm sure we'd love to hear from you. Um, really interesting stuff. But Olivia, thank you so much for joining uh, the podcast. It's been a real pleasure to have you on. Do you want to plug your uh, Twitter page? Yeah, so um, for any New York fans out there, um, based in the UK, so I run the uh, New York Jets UK uh, Twitter page. We have you know, a few thousand followers. We're always trying to engage with um, people on there. We also have our Jets WhatsApp group. Um, you know, just hit us up on Twitter. We can get you in there. You know, it's fantastic. There's a lot of talk about draft free. We uh, draft free agency. We do a big mock draft as well in April, which is really fun. Um, and obviously, as the season goes on. So yeah, if you're a big New York Jets fan, um, check us out there. And you know, we're happy to grow the um the fan base in the uk so yeah awesome thank you and hopefully we can catch up around the um, around the draft as well to see where we all are yeah, yeah. absolutely thank you cool thank liam thank you again thank you thanks for being on the show olivia really appreciate it yeah thank awesome. you i enjoyed it yeah it was great thanks cool thank you guys and uh we'll see you all next week see you next week <laughs>